0: All right, we are back. It's Sports. It's the Tosh and Jerry podcast back again. Today, we've got a great pod for you guys. My Bucks, Jerry, they're two wins away from the NBA Finals. Who would have thought this whole season I've been getting texts. Giannis is never going to win as the best player on this team. We're two wins away from the Finals. We've got the U.S. Open. John Rahm birdies the last two holes to seal the deal. And lastly, baseball, more sticky stuff. We're a week into the, the ban of the spider attack, of the rosin and sunscreen mix. We're a week in. We've seen the, seen the spin rates go way down. The sport's changing, Jerry. It's good to be back podding with you.
1: It's a completely different sport halfway through the season. That's uh, Manfred's MLB. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's circle back on that one. though. No, it's going to be a good one. Uh, dude, yeah, the Bucks. I mean... To be fair, I said whoever's coming out of Bucks and Nets is going to be the Eastern Conference representative. So no surprise that the Bucks have a slight edge. I do expect Atlanta to put up a fight. But yeah, dude, clearly Giannis can lead this team. Although, as I've been saying this entire time, Middleton is the key to this Bucks run, the X factor. You know what you're going to get out of Giannis. You know, 30-10-10, and 10, somewhere around there, give or take, on a stat line. Middleton, when he shows up, it's not even a contest when he doesn't show up. It's a struggle for Giannis to put the team on his back. I mean, that's really just what it comes down to. Now you're a Bucks fan. You know, the ins and outs better. That's my overarching take on your team. What do you got?
0: I mean, I agree with what you said. Like Middleton will get super hot and then he'll get cold. And some of the shots he takes are kind of wild. Like, He's taken all these mid-range fadeaways and contested threes and Yeah, but, not the move. But but I mean that's kind of just his game in when he's when he's making his shots, he's pretty much unstoppable. Like in game six against the Nets, he put the team on his back, he put up a his career playoff high. Um, and we won game six. We were down three-two, <laughs> saved our season, and then Games one, one in Atlanta. Game three, huge game. You know we could easily go down two one. We were down the entire game, and he got red hot in the fourth quarter, and once again put our team on the back, on his back. So let so, me go
1: back. Let me go back just to the to the the uh, the semifinals between the uh, Bucks and the Nets. Here, I want to get your take on something. What do you think? Will you agree with me that the Nets are a better team than the Bucks?
0: I mean, the Nets have better players, and they have more talent but their, their guys weren't healthy you gotta be no healthy. no question
1: no question they weren't that's healthy. not but that's not I a mean,
0: problem that they have usually prone players
1: even with them not being healthy Kevin Durant won that game I know his foot's on the line but that's basically three ends the season I mean you're splitting hairs at that point without Kyrie and Harden basically out there so I mean, I'm gonna go with the Nets. They're by far the better team. It's fine that the Bucks won. We know injuries happen all the time. right the
0: they're game. the better team. What? We t- I said great. They're the better team. We oh, t- I'm are missing the Nets. Sorry, yeah. okay, fair enough. <laughs> Got me on that. One. But uh, yeah, no, they're they they were a good team, and that was a tough series. And I think what was very underrated about the Nets, which I was saying after that series before the Hawks series, is that like you look at the Nets, and everyone's like, oh, their defense is going to be bad, and well, the thing about the Nets is their defense actually is pretty good because Kevin Durant is a very good defender. When he uh, tries, yeah. And he was trying, and yeah. so he's an elite defender. He's a much better defender than anyone the Hawks have, like not even close. Did and you then, like the
1: decision to not play Giannis on KD so they could save him for offense? I question it a little bit, but it makes sense and, that he can't be playing so Giannis, like
0: that. No, I mean the thing about Giannis is Giannis. Gian, Giannis is not a great defender at getting over screens and dealing with guys who are super quick side to side like KD is. Like Giannis is more of a rim protector, like weak a side shot blocker. Yeah. And I mean, he's great at that. So, yeah, that was the perfect thing to do. And that's why we got P.J. Tucker. Who people were also sleeping on that move. I mean, PJ Tucker is one of the best guys in the league on Kevin Durant. Like, I know he had a great series. No, he had a great. Like,
1: PJ Tucker had a great. I, yeah, it's tough to defend KD, but I mean, PJ Tucker did do a good job of trying. to Yeah, he did of a movement. great job. And he got a block at one point, which was yeah, it's always a great job. to see Kevin get blocked. So
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then coming into this Hawks series, I you know after dealing with the Nets, you know with KD, Blake Griffin also like. He's got size, he's got heft. Like he did a decent job against Giannis. And the Hawks really don't have anyone to guard Giannis. Like they have Capella on him at times, too quick for Capella. John, work, yeah. John Collins, too small. Too small. Yeah. Danilo Gallinari, just not the guy, not you the want guy on to defend. Giannis. Giannis. Not gonna happen. So like they don't really have anyone to guard Giannis um in the next day. So what, and so, okay,
1: so I I mean I think the Bucks are gonna win against the Hawks in the series. But what do the what do the Hawks have to do to keep it competitive? I mean, Trey looked like he rolled his ankle last game, so let's just assume that he's healthy. I mean, I mean he's probably banged up anyways. But like, if he's healthy, what does he realistically have to do to carry this Hawks team pass the Giannis and the Bucks to get?
0: I mean, I think Trey needs to play well, that's for sure. But then I think also like last series, Kevin Herder stepped up big time, um, and this series he's pretty much been non-existent. Uh, Bogdanovich. Either he's hurt or he's just not playing well against better defenders, but he's also not doing anything. He's
1: been pretty much a non-factor. So,
0: <laughs> so those far. two guys need to need to play better for the Hawks to win because you know the Bucks are going to get scoring from Giannis, Middleton, Holiday, and Lopez. Well, like,
1: usually Holiday he kind of did a little disappearing act in Game Seven, but I mean, still a good trade for Bledsoe. Um, I'll let you wrap up on Bucks. Hawks, whatever you want then, and then I want to talk about whether you think the Suns so, uh, are going to blow a 3-1 lead here.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I don't think the bucks hawks series is over by any means. Like, it would not shock me if the Hawks come out and win game four. But I think it's clear that the Bucks are the better team, Yeah. Than that. I'll, They're gonna have to really blow this to not win this series.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it goes two-two, but I think it's Bucks and six one way or another. Whether they win the next game or lose the next game, I think I think the Hawks get one yeah. more, and that's about it.
0: Let's just say, Jerry, I was planning on um, um I was thinking about going to the to the A's Red Sox game on on Saturday, but I can't make those plans yet because that would be a uh, game six, and I I don't know if we're gonna be able to finish this off in five or not.
1: Yeah, but. I'm not thinking so, but uh, either way, you might have to go to the Sox game. Although we'll be rooting on other sides there. We're hot right now. You don't want us coming into town. <laughs> we won four straight, if not
0: five. But yeah. Yeah, the Sox yeah. are playing good ball, but let's yeah. talk about them in a minute. I want let's let's talk about the Suns though, and uh, the three-one lead. So I, I mean, dude, I, everyone was everyone was saying this series is over. Like the Suns are going to win, and I I. I haven't given up on the clippers yet
1: dude the clippers are legitimately never say die they were down oh two in the first two series they're doing it without Kawhi. i personally have not seen any update on his knee or what's going on is does he have a shot to return in this series i didn't see anything that he was
0: yeah. i don't think so, so no no one knows and it's so weird like this is why i don't like Kawhi leonard like it's like dude like what are you doing like what's up with your knee can you just let people know Um, but I don't think he's going to play like it does. It just doesn't seem like he's going to play. like, I don't know. He's not really been on around the team. You haven't heard anything about like updates. Speaking of not around
1: the team. Did you see the shot of him after Paul Jordan made a, made a pretty clutch bucket? They cut to him. He's just deadpan. And Mike Green goes, ah, Kawhi enthusiastically cheering for his team. Yeah. Dude, I don't think think Kawhi gives a shit about,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I just don't think he really cares. He's not playing to be honest. Like. I don't think he really cares too much about that's how the Clippers out. without his whole,
1: him. His, him as a person is just fascinating. But that's, yeah. that's a whole other
0: topic. So I, I don't think the Suns are going to blow this. I do think the Suns will finish this off. But, like, the Clippers are just such a wild card because if they get hot from three, they could easily win. And they have so many guys who just, like, could potentially get hot. You know, Reggie, like Marcus Terrence Morris. Mann, Marcus yeah.
1: Morris. Yeah, dude, all these they, dudes. Literally, literally, they had their game. Like, the Marcus Morris game yesterday.
0: Yeah, it's like if you get if you have two of those guys going off, plus Paul George, yeah. and he's playing better since Kawhi's out. Like, you're probably going to beat the Suns team with the way that CP's playing and Booker with a broken nose. Like, those dude, guys
1: aren't. Un- what I love about the Clippers is like you, you're in the first quarter, and like a guy like Marcus Morris will get two bugs and you go, "Oh, is this the Marcus Morris game? It might be." Yeah. <laughs> they're a pretty Literally. fun team even with the Terrence Mann game. Like, yeah, dude, Terrence Mann game is it, absurd. <laughs>
0: so yeah. yeah and i think the zoo box injury helps them because i think they're much better when they're playing small and they're just wreaking havoc running up yeah. and down the court sh- yeah. running and gunning shooting threes and the zoo box they gotta play slower and like i think kylew's like uh, they have, you know we got to match up box with aiden but i think you just go small and like if, you- if you're gonna lose because deandre aiden's like beating you on uh offensive rebounds and dunks like I think that's a risk you should be willing to take if you can potentially run the Suns off the court and just bomb them with threes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think the Suns could keep up on the three ball with Cam Johnson and DB, although DB has definitely not been shooting as well after he broke his nose. So we're we're both leaning Bucks Suns finals. That's, I mean, two small market teams, but it's going to be a hell of a finals. They play come How would how you handicap that one,
0: Jerry? What, what uh, would you think?
1: I think. The betting public is going to be on the Bucks because of the Giannis factor. But I kind of like the Suns with Chris Paul, and especially if Devin Booker's face heals up by then. Kind of like the Suns actually in that matchup.
0: Yeah, I, I think I would side with the Suns as well. But um, it would—I think that would be a good series. I think it'd be, I think, I think it'd be
1: like Bucks minus one hundred and fifty, uh,
0: and for me it's hard to know just how good the suns are because the suns haven't really played anyone jerry i mean they would have lost to the lakers with ad ad went out they won denver was playing without murray and that denver team i don't think is was any good um and then this clippers team is without Kawhi, and the suns still aren't really just finishing them off and handling business so like Part of me is, like, are the Suns really that good? But also, it's like they do have CP and Booker. They
1: do have they do have a good team. And Cam Johnson stepped up, and Aiden's solid. So, I mean, yeah, they have a good
0: They like, might be you young and inexperienced compare.
1: besides Chris Paul, but it's not like... I mean, it's not like they're not professional. Like, DB might be young, but it's like he knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, he's carrying this team. I'm not worried about their lack of experience besides Chris Paul in the big moment. I'm really not worried about that. It's not the type of – I don't think the Suns are the type of team to shrink when the lights I – mean, I'm not
0: worried about their lack of experience. I just think that, like, their talent level, don't get me wrong, is good. But is it really, like, you know, elite? elite like?
1: No, I don't think they have a player as good as uh, Giannis and Chris Paul. You could argue Devin Booker as good in other, uh, at, like, assets of his game. But there's no one to, like Guardian is on that team. But they're also conversely. I don't know. Like maybe you put Drew Holiday on DB. I'm gonna think about this one a lot. I think you do still give the edge to the Bucks, but I kind of like the Suns in this series. If, if that's how it shakes out, Josh, we still got a long way to go in these conference finals.
0: But yeah. Do, no, it's not. It's not over yet. It's not over. It's I really not.
1: He... It's really
0: not. Yeah. Um, okay, Jay. Let's switch gears here. And. Um, in- Actually, you know what? One more NBA thing I want to talk about. What do you got? Can we talk about, can we talk about Dane Millard? Like, I just want to, I just want to rant about this for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Dude, you have, it's like, dude, you have all these NBA guys, they're changing teams now, like, no one's on the same team for more than a few years, and then right when someone doesn't like their situation, they just leak it to the media, and and like now we have Chris Haynes reporting like, oh Dame Lillard's getting mad at Portland, like blah blah blah. It's like, are you kidding me? Like Dame Lillard just picked the coach that he wanted. Like, so you give this guy a whole franchise, you let him pick your coach, and then, and then like one bad thing comes out of that, the Chauncey Billups like whatever scandal, and like right. Dame gets some backlash. You know, yeah. he's like, oh Dame's getting mad at the at Portland, like he he wants out. It's like, hey. Stay like stay in Portland. Like they're gonna like you so much. Like if Dame goes to some if Dame goes to the Clippers, like people in LA aren't gonna care. Like, yeah. if Dame stays in Portland for his entire career, he's gonna be a Portland legend, regardless if he wins a title or not.
1: So now put that thought aside and you got that out. Would you do CJ for Ben Simmons and something or like CJ and something for Ben, depending on how you look at it, how you value it? Something
0: around that deal. So I I was saying CJ for Ben, like before this playoff started. You were. You were. But but the thing the thing that is scares me now is I want Ben Simmons playing the five. And Portland has Yusuf Nurkic.
1: So I think you play Simmons at the four, take some pressure off Dame to bring the ball up every single time. Because Ben Simmons does create more shot opportunities for everybody when he's on the court.
0: If like you Ben have, Dude, I think I think though to get Ben Simmons to play at his best, like Draymond, they're they play at the five and if you have like because that just opens the court up for everyone i just maybe if you can get a five who can shoot well then yeah that could work but like so like so if you have a uh, yusuf nurkic um in simmons i just don't think that that's going to be that good on offense and i want ben simmons to play in like a switching scheme on defense and with nurkic you're gonna have to play drop coverage like nurkic can't stick up with yards. Yeah. so i want ben simmons be the five on a team that switches so i think you do them a column for simmons trade if you can find a way to unload nerf and potentially get a wing out of that deal i mean i don't know if there's you know what team like could really use a center who has some wings i mean i just feel like centers aren't that valuable they're anymore. not they're
1: not in the modern nba they really are I, mean,
0: I mean say say you wanted to do like say say the raptors i mean they didn't really have a center this year say say you wanted to do like Siakam through Nurkic and some stuff maybe like I would be interested in that or OG and Novi or something like that get a wing get Simmons um but one shirt I wanted to talk to you about was say Portland does have to trade um Lillard I think that the best spot for him would be the Nuggets and I think you do oh, Lillard
1: you go Celtics
0: damn it damn it well I, ahead, I, do, I do think that would be good but I think the best one would be uh, Porter and Murray for Lillard. Who says no?
1: Denver. Denver's giving up too much. You're getting a 31-year-old but then, but, Dame for a young 24-year-old Jamal Murray, and what's what's Michael Porter, like 21, 20? No, De- Denver says no.
0: If say no. I'm Denver, I say no. You have Lillard and and Jokic, though. So you might be good for a year or two. A year or two? How You think Dame only has a year or two left?
1: Of being like where he is now, like dead eye, sixty points any any given night, pulling up from half logo. Yeah, yes, I think he's gonna be worse two years. Not but not like a precipitous decline where he just like hits a cliff and falls off. But is he gonna be at the peak of his ability in two years or not? Absolutely not. I think we saw the peak of his ability this year and last year. I think next year you might even see a slight decline in his shooting numbers. I'm saying I'm getting in front of that right now. I love Dame, love the Zers. But that man has been carrying the load for far too long. There's wear and tear in his body. Obviously, he's still going to be able to hit those like 50-point, 60-point nights, those great heights for game-to-game. Game. But over the season, no, I think we've seen the best of Damian Lord. He's not getting better from here. He's hit his peak. I'll say it.
0: Sounds like you're out on Damian Lord.
1: <laughs> no, I love me some Dame. If you could trade – you offered me Jalen Brown and Payton Pritchard for Damian Lord. I'm taking that right now. That's the piece we're missing is our creator at the point guard position. So, I'm in on Dame fully. I just – If you're Denver, there's no way I'm trading for 31-year-old Dane, who's going to be on decline when Jamal and Michael Porter have barely scratched the surface of what they're going to be, especially paired with Jokic. So I'm out if I'm Denver on that one.
0: Yeah, it might be a little much to include. I think think something having to do with Murray for Lillard would be interesting. And I think Denver would have to throw in one more piece, potentially, that's like a young piece because – I mean, I don't really know what if Portland did that. Like, they're kind of just recreating what they just had with Dame and CJ. But um, I would love to see Lillard with Jokic. That would be an incredible pairing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would be very, very tough to defend. I mean, I'm in on the trade as far as, like, the NBA from a fun standpoint, but it just doesn't make sense from an actual practical standpoint. But all right, Tosh. Wanna hit golf, baseball, where are we
0: taking this now? All right, let's let's do some golf. John Rom, Jerry. We've been high on John Rahm for a while. He came in as a yeah. favorite, went in, birdied the last two holes, took took the championship from Louis Squazen, and uh, that was just a big dog performance at John Rom.
1: Yeah, man, I'm thrilled to see John Rom get this done. I mean, I'm usually the guy that says you don't go back to back weeks getting the win, although I know he got pulled when he was going to win it two weeks before, but usually I'm not a fan of winning that closely together. It did look like he was going to win before he got pulled for COVID. I mean, dude, he finished out so strong with the birdies to go six under at the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. He said he liked Torrey Pines. He has a newborn. Like, him and his wife were so happy. You see Phil Mickelson getting the chair for, for his wife. I don't know what's up with that. I mean, they must be, like, real good friends and compete off the course or something, but, dude, John Rom's so think level. I think
0: uh, they both went six. Arizona State did so good at Arizona State. I'm pretty sure he did
1: that. I mean, yeah, that very well could be. Um, but anyways, yeah, dude, I mean, this is great. He has a winning percentage, I think it was, of like 10% on tour, and now he finally has his first career major. We know once you get your first, the floodgates open. I'm pumped to see John Rom do it at the Masters. I think he's got it in him, he's got the game for it, and I like that he kind of looks like a weekend golfer.
0: So, I, mean, I think he's the best. I think he's the best player in the world, and I don't think it's that close right now. I think he
1: he's the right. Best player right the now, world. no. Right now, he's the best player in the world. But a year ago at this time, it was Dustin Johnson. So will he stay up here forever? No, I don't think. I, like nobody had the consistency to stay at world number one for more than like a year, besides Tiger when he did his insane run over ten years. Uh, no. But right now, yeah. By all means, I see nothing derailing him. In the meantime, what I would like to see. Is guys like Brooks, Bryson, DJ, Spieth all figure out, be at the top of their game, and they'll get some, like, great Sunday matchups going, um, which has kind of been eluding us lately. So that's been a little bit disappointing.
0: I mean, this Sunday was pretty good, though, Jerry. You had Bryson, who had the lead after, like, nine, and then just completely blew up and finished, that. like, Love three over. I mean, that was classic. Pepco was in the mix. He just kind of... Didn't put it together on the back nine. Rory was too. Shafley was up there. Like, this is a great tournament. Oostway's in. Like, ooh, big this, Lou, this... dude,
1: I feel bad for him. He's always so close. Every yeah, time. he's always I right
0: there was... and he just doesn't get it done. Every um, time. Every time. Yeah, but yeah, Tori Pines is looking amazing. I mean, yeah. He had the clips of Tiger out there on 18. Like, yeah. What what a what a, uh, what a spot for the U.S. Open, and uh, I'm glad Rom finally got his. So we've got the British Open up next, and uh, and, and that'll be it for this year's golf major season. Have so it quick. Um, real quick, yeah, the, the new schedule with the PGA before the because you know the PGA used to be the last one. It used yeah, to be after fifth major.
1: <laughs> now yeah the, uh, yeah,
0: and so yeah, now it's uh, now it's a little bit earlier. So uh, it's kind of changed up things all right so like an early season for golf but it's it's nice it doesn't run up against football anymore
1: yeah yeah i do really appreciate that and i like that it starts up right after football so it's a really nice transition especially when you're coming out of the cold of winter especially in new england up here so yeah that at all
0: and you know uh me and jerry have been out on the golf course i actually played uh harding park the other day jerry with uh Jackson Roberts, host of Love Layers to Baseball. Yeah, I, saw, I a, saw
1: that. Did you uh you get some some numbers in or you, the course of so, you live
0: out there? So I I played pretty well. I was um I was four over through seventeen. I was three over through 16, four over through seventeen, and then bo- it double bogeyed eighteen. I lost my drive. Uh, it was getting a little bit dark and couldn't fully see it so i doubled 18 for those, but uh those who are over,
1: wondering i golf probably as much if not more than Tosh and he would destroy me any day and <laughs> twice on so but side. yeah dude i i eagled
0: 9 which is the highlight of my round yeah that's awesome that you eagled 9
1: Shipping, yeah congrats
0: you, but the the pros play it as a par 4 but uh for what normal setup it's a par 5 so yeah. Eagle number nine, made a few birdies out there, played pretty well. So it was, it was a good day. I on the course. Awesome. Um, okay. Jerry, let's talk about the other sport that I've been playing, uh, <laughs> baseball. So, uh, we've got all this sticky stuff, all this BS. Like, I don't know why they they show this stuff on TV. Like the spin rates are way down. It's a totally different, like sport kind of right now. Like the pictures are adjusting, but, uh, Besides that, let's let's talk a little bit about uh some actual baseball, Jerry. My Giants are in first place. Your Red Sox are in first place.
1: Insane, dude! Insane! I can't believe they're both up there.
0: It makes zero sense. It, I mean, with the Red Sox, they've got their two through five bats are by far the best in the MLB.
1: Yeah, um, and, that, and could you imagine if we didn't trade Mookie? I mean, come on.
0: I, got I to know, but I, I mean, Verdugo. Verdugo's been better than Mookie this year, but. Um, but yeah, no Verdugo, Bogarts, Devers, and JD Martinez is an insane middle of the order, and you guys are basically just living off that. Um, in well, a, hold on now—we got Chris Sale coming back at the end of August, so hey, look out. So I'm, I'm not—I'm in on the Red Sox now. If Sale gets back, I, some of your arms are pitching a little bit better than I thought. The middle of the know, order I is—I don't think they're going to keep
1: that up. They—they are pitching out of their minds right now. The, I mean, I think I don't think that's sustainable at least.
0: I think you guys will make a few moves on the on the margins to get some guys to fill out your batting order. And uh, I think the Red Sox are here to stay. The Yankees don't look like they're they're definitely not a powerhouse. I mean they might get hot here and challenge you guys for the division, but right now they're seven and a half games. Back I might say this on a four uh, game losing streak.
1: The best move the Red Sox made in this offseason was bringing back Alex Cora. I mean, I you can say what you will, cheater, not cheater, but clearly he has a clubhouse presence that get these guys. Yeah. I
0: there. mean, every team was doing what he was doing. So I don't really fault that. Um and but then also in your division, like the Blue Jays, I mean, they they're good. I mean, they run differentials better than you guys, but I some I don't know. I just feel like they're a little bit young uh to be competing down the stretch. I mean I don't know Miro if they have guys. doesn't hurt your team though, you're always gonna be Yeah. That's true. Um but then the Rays, I mean, Glass now is hurt. Like their best pitcher is hurt, so um, they're still a powerhouse. But um, with without him, you got to think that they're going to lose a little bit. So I, I like the Red Sox. Um, and then in my division, Jerry, the Giants. I mean, we're battling out with the Padres and Dodgers. Um, last snap, you know, the Dodger commentators were like, hey, "These Giants got to enjoy first place while they have it, because they're not going to have it for much longer." Are you listening to the Dodgers feed? <laughs> i just saw it on twitter okay and, uh, so
1: that's that's the important question here
0: okay and, and you know the Dodgers are the Dodgers, no doubt are a great team but the giants have 50 wins and the Dodgers have 48 i mean the Dodgers are two and a half games back um and and while they might win the division i mean they're the favorites this is this is a dog race out there in the west and the padres are four back of the giants but they're nine and one in their last 10 they're getting hot so I think this is going to be a battle all the way out to the end. This is the best division in baseball. Um, you got to figure that the World Series uh, is going to have one team from this division, and um, we'll see who it is. But it's it's a it's a great battle.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm excited as uh, it continues to go forward. I got to watch more more Giants too. So I have been slack on that. I've been watching more overall, especially now that the uh, spin rates are down, runs are up. That's always fun. But I did want to yeah. ask you before we hop out of here. I mean, did Manfred make the right decision to do it in the middle of the season? Like, stop the pitchers from using too many substance? Or is, like, you're fucking with the entire, like, season stats and, like, all sorts of stuff like that? I
0: think he did. The, I, think they, I think they did the right decision. I mean, they had to do something. It was getting out of hand. Like, the average OPS on base plus slugging, which is, like, a good way to just generalize how good you are on offense. How How often are you getting on base? what is the value of how you're getting on base? Yeah. OPS plus slugging. This year, it was 712, the average, uh, when they made the rule. 712. Like, three years ago, the average was up around, like, 800. So... Difference. And then, like, right now, like, so, say a great player right now would be, like, 900. Mm-hmm. A good player would be, like, 800. So, that it's, like, a big gap in, yeah, from yeah. what it used to be to what it is now. So, um... Yeah, they had to do something, and I know there's like some backlash or whatever. But like, like I just think Manfred doesn't know how to control the media. You know, like in the NBA, no, he definitely like, does not. He's really the NBA really cont- bad at it. Yeah, the NBA, like they know how to do that. Like they're gonna they're gonna market themselves well. They're gonna like the NBA has so many like stupid things going on, but you don't really hear too much about it, like. You know, in in baseball, everything is just painted in a negative light for some reason, and it's because Manfred, like, doesn't really know how to get a handle on stuff. Like, in the NBA, like, you don't hear them, everyone just, like, only talking about the refs, or you don't hear just, like, people ragging on players for just, like, leaving. Like, when you're watching Brooklyn, you're not like, oh, James Harden just totally quit on his team four months ago and just completely, like, screwed over a whole franchise and fan base. like. You know, so I mean, I think that like I'm just enjoying baseball for what it is, and it's a great sport. Yeah, yeah, it's America's pastime, always will be. I uh, I want to I want to do one last thing on baseball, and that is the Houston Astros, who are red hot, Jerry, plus one forty run differential. Do You realize how insane that is
1: in the next in June? I I mean, I didn't know that that was their run differential, but that's uh, you can have that for a season. They have that in June. Yeah, so,
0: so the Dodgers, I mean that that's their seat. That's their run differential this season, plus one hundred and forty. The Dodgers are next closest, plus one hundred and four. Um, and then it's the Giants, ninety nine. Padres, seventy seven. Uh, White Sox, eighty one. But like the Red Sox, forty. The, the Red Sox and the Astros have the same record. The Red Sox run differentials plus forty three. The Astros plus one hundred and forty. Pretty crazy. Wow. So, I think they're the favorite to go to the World Series. And it would not surprise me if we get a rematch Dodgers-Astros this year.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's unbelievable. I mean, I would love that, right? The Dodgers would probably want some redemption on that one. I could say that with guaranteed certainty. So, yeah. yeah. I'm in for round two if it does come to that. Obviously, a long, long way to go. Deadline deals to be made. we got a whole month for the deadline, Tosh. I mean, some, I mean, the league is going to be in a different spot a month from now. So Yep. I mean, not... We'll maybe see not who crazy. gets traded. Obviously, the Giants and the Red Sox will still be in first, but <laughs> the rest of the league, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's going to be some names that get traded. Who really knows how many and what and, and all that? But uh, one last thing before we sign off here, the most overrated team in baseball proclaimed by me before the season started, the St. Louis Cardinals, who everyone picked to win the NL Central, Gary. Oh, we're not fourth doing place. the Yankees? <laughs> fourth, fourth place... 38 and 41 minus 46 run differential. I think it's time they sell at the deadline as the, be uh, absolutely the most overrated team in baseball. Yeah. You can give me credit for predicting that one as uh, I, I wrote that on the uh, hot pick of the week from a uh, few months ago. So, um, nailed that pick. And, uh, Jerry, it's good to talk to you today. You got anything else before we uh, sign off the mic here? No, man. We're just coming up to the dog days of
1: summer for baseball. I think I'll be talking to you after the Fourth of July, so go out there, drink some beers, get some hot dogs, burgers, however you prefer. Yeah,
0: happy for it. Yeah. Yeah. Watch yeah. some baseball. Oh yeah! And uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be back next week. So thanks for listening to the Tosh and Gary Pod, and for now, sign off the mic.